Titles. Go. No golf. No spoons. Space Jesus. Four-inch banger. Dirtbag. Evening talks with Kev. Tooting her horn. Extraterrestrial alcoholics. Royale with cheese. Two cups, one shmee. Emperor Kors. Do it. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Forbes. I'm Kevin. I'm Jack. And this is the show you're looking for. Guys, what's got you geeked? Well, I have something. It's a little bit sad, a little bit happy this week. Um, it's not Star Wars related. I'm sorry. You know, my, my personal geek doesn't revolve around that. So, um, I went and watched a movie, not went and watched, I watched a movie this week uh, that came out recently called Roadrunner, uh, a movie about Anthony Bourdain. I don't know if you guys have seen this, uh, but basically what it was, it was uh, kind of, I don't want to say a documentary. They, they had a lot of his friends um, doing interviews, a lot of his friends using their personal video of him and backstage stuff from his shows and that his crew had a lot of unseen stuff to basically create a picture of, you know, when he started all through his career how things changed for him through his career and then all the nasty stuff that happened at the end uh, that led to the suicide. And uh, I mean, it's a good movie regardless and everything is tastefully done. It's not any sort of cash in at all, but at the end of that movie, I realized something now. Um, I don't think you guys know this about me, but um, Anthony Bourdain is, you know, one of my culinary heroes, I guess. I'm not really sure what to, to call him, but uh, when he was alive, I mean, no reservations, parts unknown. That was destination TV for me. You know, him and Alton Brown are, are my two favorite culinary heroes. And I was seriously into him. And uh, the day it was announced he committed suicide, you know, my wife said, you know, Anthony Bourdain died. Are you okay? Because she wasn't sure if I'd seen the news yet. And here's the fucked up thing. In the four years since that happened, 
I mean, I don't even think I thought about it that day. I think it put, I pushed it right out of my head. And I'm not going to say, you know, this is some sort of grief thing. You know, the people that were close to him, they get all that. But as someone who is a huge fan of his, I realized in four years, I don't even think I've uttered his name. It's like I completely shut that off. I haven't watched the show, just haven't thought about it. And it was just weird to suddenly realize that I'd kind of pushed something out of my life that had been really important to me. And I, I was, I, I'm not really sure how I feel about that. It wasn't something conscious and I, I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, but I decided to fix that. Um, I'm starting a watch through uh, of all of his stuff, uh, starting with the Cook's Tour, which was prior to No Reservations. And I'll tell you, I've got to go over like four different streaming platforms and some YouTube channels to find all this, but I've already put it all together and I know where it is. Um, I also realized I never read any of his books I think that's because at the time you couldn't just go on Amazon and buy a paperback for five bucks and get it delivered in like, you know, 18 hours. God, I love the world we live in. So I picked up Kitchen Confidential and I started reading that yesterday. It's a fantastic book, whether you're into uh, cooking or not. But uh, yeah, it was kind of, uh, it was a little, little bit emotional, just a little bit, uh, a little bit strange and a little bit fun kind of rediscovering uh, why I connected so well with that personality. Nice. Well, that's good. Kick, kick things off with some feels. <laughs> so, can can we assume that now that Winona Judd has, you know, have the news has come out that she committed suicide, that you're going to push her out of your life for the next four years? Who's Winona Judd? And wait, I didn't know she committed suicide. No, it was Naomi Judd. I thought right. Or Naomi, Naomi. Judd, whatever. One of them. The, mo- the mother. The mother, the mother yeah. Naomi, that, yeah. That's how much we care about them as yeah, we yeah. had confused yeah, which I, one. I, 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 Kevin, himself. do I look like I listen to country? Maybe I do look like I listen to country music. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Long You're from Old Bar, so I would just assume. Yeah, okay. And and everything you know about me, do you not think that I have done everything I can could to shed my alt-marish <laughs> or whatever? I, I am <laughs> not proud of where I come from. It's okay. It's okay. People listen to country music in the closet all the time. So I hear Are it. you turning into Delilah over there? It's like the evening talks with Kev. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Paul I knows my taste in music. He's really tripped with I didn't me. realize that she, she'd committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they said it was mental illness, and then not. Uh, it was like yesterday or something. I saw an article hmm. that said that they finally admitted that it was suicide. Wow. Well, it's funny you say that, Hugh. Uh, talking about the feels, like I know um, it was like uh, Anthony Bourdain that was very sad what happened, but um, when it happened to Robin Williams, I pushed that out of my head too because, like, um, Tom Hanks will always be my favorite actor, but the one that really hit home and feels is like Robin Williams. Like people told me that he died because. Like you said, like, I didn't know. And I was like, oh, okay. And like, I didn't think about it like for a couple of days. And I was like, oh, wow. That just feels, I hear you. Since we're going this route, uh, we just had one of these this week too, that, um, you know, it, it kind of hit hard for the GeekPod family. Um, at least you and I. Um, we lost Neil Adams this week. And um, he ended up becoming a friend of the show, which was kind of cool. Uh, we met him in in Buffalo, and I was always a huge fan. He was a for the uninitiated, he was a legendary comic book artist. He hit a monumental run on Batman. Um, actually, it changed the face of Batman. I would say. Yep. We owe and, everything we have today to what he did. And he had a huge run on Green Lantern as well. And that's just two luminaries of it. 
<clears throat> and again, being a huge Green Lantern fan, it was a really big deal to me that we got him on the show and he hung out with us and he oh. was nothing short of amazing with us. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Still one of my favorite titles of an episode ever. Casper the Dead Baby. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and uh, and I think we need to, you know, have a talk with our um photographer there because I could not believe that we did not have a good picture with us and him faces forward because when that came up I went looking for the a picture to post up before you eventually did and that was the same one that was the best one I could find right yeah we uh maybe that's why she doesn't really do photography for us anymore we uh granted I mean we're busting balls here Laura does a great job for us yeah uh and usually I mean she was in the moment too like getting the pictures was like kind of on the back burner yeah, because I'm i mean kidding i was just yes. like holy shit how do we not have a better picture with him because we got it with everybody else right and and i mean we did for everybody else we did the whole everybody stand under the banner and i i think everybody around the table that that day was pretty uh star shocked if that's the right words i, don't I think well is. yeah i mean when if you're talking if you're talking comic book history and even if you want to put this celebrity up against i mean the the guys from comic book men i mean they're they're a big deal but you know quality over quantity neil adams might be the highest profile guest we've ever had on our show i would have to agree with that potentially you know as far as his contribution and impact to everything including what the comic book men do today i mean that's hard to put him up against you know that weird ass guy that supposedly had his war wolf war wolf novels in saratoga yeah <laughs> deep cuts right there that's, yep. an, that's an episode we didn't even want to release <laughs> that 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 guy is the reason that I, I tried to convince my wife not to go the self-publishing route i told her the story <laughs> like you don't want to end up that sad gut person at conventions trying to sell your book yeah um we've gotten so far off track here um it's just typical for the show yes yeah Uh, that's weird since you had the audacity to speak corbs what's got you geeked (laughs) um uh, for me it's just uh bryce made the merit roll again three third time this year um so kind of stoked about that it's it's been a struggle because he's been back in school uh again so it's Having him at home, it was a little easier. I could stay kind of on top of him doing the school. Not like that. Get your mind out of the fucking gutter, you dirtbag. Wow, what a douchebag. Seriously. Yeah, Corbs, how are you going to call me a dirtbag? What the hell? Um, Corbs, you're, you're glowing down there. You're like a force ghost down there. <laughs> so, uh, and on Friday, they're doing Ooh. a celebration. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to that. Uh, he had one when he was in, I want to say, fifth grade. I went to that. It was like a breakfast type of thing. This one is at like one o'clock. Is at one o'clock in the afternoon. It's more of like a celebrationist type thing. So we're gonna go and and hang out. So very cool. So that's it. That's it for me. I got nothing else. Not nothing that I can think of. Oh. <laughs> uh Mister May the Fourth over there. How about you go? Mine's real quick and simple. Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of work on the house. And the latest thing is uh, some work we had done on the kitchen. Uh, finished the flooring, some lighting, uh, ceiling fan, things like that. And uh, the wife's real happy with how it came out. So she's happy, so I'm happy. Yes, that's typically how it works. Happy wife, happy life. 
That's what they say. I'm not sure I buy into it. Yeah, you know, no, I'm not saying this to to Kevin, but in general, people that say that don't generally seem that happy to me. But who am I? Yeah. Apparently a guy who doesn't give a fuck. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jack, go ahead. All right. uh, First off, may the fourth be with all of (laughs) y'all. So um, basically, like, um, sticking with the theme of, like, Star Wars, I guess, like, like when Paul said he wanted to do, like, a Star Wars-themed episode, and I was like, what can I think about? I don't remember, like, the exact age, but, like, what, why did I start liking Star Wars, I guess? I was thinking about that for a minute, and um, I just remember, it was just my, my dad and I, crediting to Corbs, like, father's son, so, like, another father's son moment. Uh, we went into Video King. Like, do you guys remember Video King? Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> video- my mom used to work there. Same with my mom. So um, literally, we went into Video King. You go into Video King. You have the popcorn machine. They give yep. you, I, like, I, like, like I said, I can't remember the age, but I remember this memory. Um, we get the popcorn, and we go to look at, like, um, stuff and, and, like, the movies. And, like, I guess my whole other, like, my sister, my brother, and my mom are out of town. So it's just my dad and I. So you already know it's going to be a kick-ass weekend. So we get the candy. We get the popcorn. We get everything going. And literally VHS, VHS copies, not, not DVDs, but, like, we all can relate to VHSs. Um, I pick up A New Hope, the VHS copy. So my dad's, like, and my dad literally looks like a kid on Christmas morning. He's, like, uh-uh, grab the other two. <laughs> so literally that weekend like i said i can't remember the age but like we watched four five and six together it was just so magical it was so great just like watching those those moments when um darth vader tells luke he's his father or like even watching i know right spoilers <laughs> Um, I'm just shocked that one of us here's first Star Wars experience. They actually, all three movies were out and on VHS at that point. <laughs> no. Well, it's funny. Like, out of all my friends, I was the first to see them all. And then they all did one, two, three, four, five, six. As we all know, it's four, five, six. Yeah. Four, five, six, one, two, three, and then seven, eight, nine, which we're not going to talk about. But um, no, just because you watch them religiously on VHS, VHS. I even had them on VHS copy. And then I try to let my friend borrow them. He's like, no, I'm gonna get the new advanced technology DVD and watch them. I'm like, all right, fuck you, man. But like, just the reasons, like just my dad, he showed them to me. And then years later, I got to take him to the theater. And we watched The Force Awakens together. So him and I just to uh, connect all the dots though. But what's got me geeked as Kev knows, celebrations three weeks from tomorrow. It'll be great to go to that, but just that's probably why I like Star Wars is because my own father. Nice. <clears throat> Very cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah. Um, my, my first experience with Star Wars, um, all three movies were out because my first one I saw in the theater was Return of the Jedi. Oh, wow. Um, I think before that, I saw A New Hope multiple times on HBO. But then it, we, we jumped to uh, Return of the Jedi, and I filled in after that. So, uh, but what's got me geeked is that it's uh, it, it's Star Wars Day. It's uh, May the fourth, the the first of the the Star Wars holidays this month, which there are many, including all the different anniversaries for the movies. Um, we we had a little bit of a celebration at the house this morning. The kids woke up to uh, 
a couple of Star Wars treats to the table. They uh, it was it was Star Wars Day at school as well, so they both went wearing Star Wars outfits. <laughs> um, they also um, woke up to um, Grogu headband ears that they both wore to school. Uh, they had special edition Star Wars goldfish crackers for a snack, which were all Mandalorian themed, um, and blue milk, which Kylie promptly put in her cereal. So that was a horrifying sight. Um, that picture might be posted right about here right now. Um, it, it looks about as horrifying as you would expect, but she loved it. Um, so that's it. I, I'm pretty jazzed about that. And then off Star Wars brand, I, I'm excited that we're heading back to Wildwood, New Jersey this weekend for Madison's final cheer competition. Uh, see if she can place in, in the top you know, whatever they have number of teams again this time. Um, so. Very nice. Yes. That's so cool. Wish her, wish her all the best. Hope she does well. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's really cool. I, school's doing Star Wars Day. Now that's, I am yeah. really happy to live in a time when that happened. Me as well. Because we didn't have that luxury when we were kids. Nope. <clears throat> if I was lucky, I, I had a, a t-shirt that just said star wars on it because the the merchandising machines weren't like they are now when we were all kids jack you're a different story you got like 20 years behind on us so the, the merchandising machine had started for you guys it did but it wasn't as advanced as it is nowadays because you guys and i still can use my imagination too like yes but you're right the merchandise was around when i was a kid but not as much you guys use your imaginations more which is even better in my opinion yeah, we didn't we didn't have lightsaber toys. We had sticks that we would hit each other with and pretend they were lightsabers. Yeah. So you would learn them. I would have a stick sound. Too, so. Yeah. Oh, like that. Huh? Two things about what you guys were just saying. First is when I was a kid, you didn't talk about Star Wars because nobody liked Star Wars. There was it was a geek thing, it was a kid thing, and you just didn't talk about it because otherwise you got your shit kicked out of you. <laughs> the second thing is we have Star Wars to thank. For movie merchandise. Very true. Toys, toys made from a movie are successful today because of how successful they were. Star Wars. Being from Star Wars. I mean, that started it all. Really. Yep. And was, the Migo Corporation still kicking themselves in the ass. Yeah, there was some, you know, interspersed before that, you know, they tried a bunch of things, but Star Wars showed showed all those big merchandising you know corporations that that, that it was possible and, that, and they figured out a way to do it i have to wonder though was there somebody in the board meeting that decided to go ahead with this that said you know what in 40 years we're going to be able to sell these figures at a higher price to the same adults we're selling the little ones to now <laughs> no because george lucas himself didn't think there was going to be another movie right right yeah this was one and done. It wasn't, until, it wasn't until all the merchandise was selling and all the toys were selling and everybody wanted more and more and more that he made a second movie. And now it's just a part of people's religions. People can get weddings out of it. So like birthdays, like graduations, like everything. It's just insane. It's just like a cult now, if you think about it. Isn't that what the Jedi were anyway? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Here's a little nugget for you. I'll go in more detail about it later, but Space Jesus. 
<laughs> so Anakin essentially could be space Jesus. He doesn't have a father. Jesus didn't have a father. And who was that? So like, like maybe Anakin is kind of essentially space Jesus. It's it's okay to admit his mom was probably a bit loose in her younger days. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't she a whore? She was <laughs> sold. She was sold as a slave for Christ's sake. What the hell do you do with female slaves? Yeah, no work. Sweep the kitchen. Well, yeah, but I mean, then make a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> okay, make a sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> I mean, he didn't, oh, we now know what you do with female slaves. Well, or would I mean, do. He didn't know who his father was. I mean, <laughs> he don't. He's just like a kid on the south side. He was a mixture <laughs> of everybody on Tatooine, maybe. I don't know. So you're uh, saying a mix of a Tuscan Raider, mix of Jabba the Hutt and Watto. Well, yeah, but nobody it. talks about that night anymore. Yeah, don't forget the Tuscans <laughs> are the ones that killed her, so maybe they missed her. <laughs> well, that's why when they're trying to shut her up. <laughs> yeah. When Qui Gon asked, asked who the father was, she's like, "There was no father." I'm like, "Sure, me, we know." Well, exactly. <laughs> there was no I specific mean, father. That's <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, crush your your Jesus theory here, but I mean, come on, let's, you know, Mary, Mary and me are two completely different kind of women. <laughs> no, you, no, I know, no, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I'm, I want you to crush it. This is, that's what I just heard. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is a geek pod so do what you want with it <laughs> oh boy <laughs> it sounds like it. it's a good time to move it along to uh guys what are you playing well i finished my uh um replay through through portal the original one um oh, kevin wasn't here last week so you didn't hear about that but uh in my excitement for the steam deck i'm starting to play all the old games that i want to put on it when it comes so that then i won't want to play it i, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I played through all through the original Portal. Man, what a great game! Even the final boss battle. I mean, it's not even it's not even a battle. It's still a fucking puzzle, but it's so good. Paul, did you get a chance to check that out? Like I told you to. No. If you do, you have to stay through stay for the credits. Not okay. like, love Portal. Yeah, yeah. Love it's, Portal. Would would you would you agree that you know while Portal Two is just a refined, better version of Portal One collectively? That might be, if you made a list of the top five games of all time, there's a good chance that Portal could be on that list. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just it's 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 fun, and the and the character, you know, the the computer just always talking. Uh, and and don't spoil anything though. Paul hasn't played it. I mean, she just kind of... <sighs> yeah, and I know it's hard to talk about. It is because there's a twist there that you've just got to experience, but. It would probably be one of the only times a sequel is being an original for a video game for me in my gaming history. Paul, better. yeah, no doubt. You, you're you're going to laugh your balls off. There's times you're just going to be, you can be laughing so freaking hard you can't freaking play the game. Hey, dude, Kevin, I was so uh, determined to get him to play it while we're recording last night. I'm trying to find him on Steam so that I can gift him the game. And he doesn't have a Steam account, so I could. Oh, God. But I was actually trying to while we're recording. <laughs> Sorry, I still don't have a Steam account. Sorry. Portal is um, a shitload of fun. It is just, it is just so much fun. I, you know what? That is something I would like to play through again. And I've, I've played through both one and two several times. And not on consoles. This is something I have to get for PC, right? Not on a console that I am currently running. Now, yeah, that you currently have. They, it came out yeah. for the PS3. Um, sure. 
and uh, one of the, the whatever Xbox was at that point. But um, 360, yeah, I played it on PS3. Yeah, there. but you would yeah. at this point you'd have to get it on uh, on Steam. Okay. All yeah, right. You just plug in a Xbox controller or whatever kind of controller you like. No, I I think the mouse and keyboard is fine for that. Well, I mean, whatever, whatever you're used to. I mean, for, for the precision. Honestly. For the precision, I think the mouse is better. And I'm not one of those people that always says a mouse is better, but in this case, I, th- I think it definitely is because you do have to be pr- fairly precise with your portal placement. Oh, yeah, yeah. The orange, yeah, orange over here, blue over there, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to do it quick sometimes. Yeah, I, I can't imagine playing that on a controller. Okay, good to know. Um, Kev. Great game, great game. Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you last week that was pretty close, but uh, the other day I finished up uh, Far Cry 3, second playthrough, and I don't think I'm going to start another one. I think I'm going to look and uh, try to find four. Four and five are actually both, um, their higher requirements are uh, lower than what my current PC is, so I could put them on. But for some reason, Steam doesn't offer four. So oh, I, yeah. you can't buy it there Not, unless I was just looking in the wrong place. But I mean, I could buy five. I could buy all the DLC for five. Um, hmm. There was a bunch of stuff for four. There was a, like a, like a, I don't know if it was DLC or if it was something else, but there was some other stuff for four you could get, but I couldn't find where I could get four. I'm going to look at it again. Cause I'd like to, I'd like to try the next one, you know? Um, and then I was watching a video about um, someone that, some far cry version where they do after the apocalypse yeah that's far cry new dawn new dawn okay that, that comes uh chronologically after five and it actually takes place in the same landscape so okay. you play five and then when you when you play new dawn some of the same things are still there some of the same people are still there got it got it cool so yeah, i'm looking forward to that um had a good time with it um like i was saying before uh all the you know, the mechanics, once you get used to the mechanics, it's, you know, it gets a lot easier to do some things, but the final battles, they, you know, in the main storyline, they got quite a bit more difficult uh, to get through some of those. I got kind of frustrated a couple of times, so I had to shut it down, take a deep breath and, and go back at it, but it was worthwhile. I, I'm, I'm really, really glad that Hugh uh, suggested that game for me. I, I had a really good time with it. Um, I might I'll probably play, play it again sometime in the future. Other than that, I haven't started anything else, and I probably won't for a while. Um, warm weather's here, and it's time to get the two wheels out. So, there you go. <clears throat> I also haven't played anything this week. I've had no time. It's been um, been pretty busy. So, the uh, moving on from me, Corbs. You too. <laughs> no golf. No spoons. <laughs> no spoons. No golf. I gave up. I gave up the golf game. Thought maybe you might go back. Nope. Fuck that game. <laughs> How about you, Jack? Um, it was funny. I was struggling to play a game this week. Like you said, the weather's getting nicer, but I actually I ended up sticking with Star Wars theme again. Um, my friends and I, we just finished, we watched all nine movies before Kenobi and Celebration. So that's always a gift, but we're actually making it into a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, tell me more. My fr- yeah, we're playing. We watched the prequels and oh god, like literally. Um, I did episode one with wine, which was not a good idea because I went through two and a half bottles and that was not smart. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I switched to um, beer for the last two. So like we're really watching the prequels and 
And so we, we the, our rules were for the prequels. We'll have different rules for the original and the sequel trilogy, but for this one, um, but yeah, don't do it with wine. Whatever I recommend, do not do this with wine. Um, every time Anakin whines about something, Oof, there's oh a whole God. bottle. Oh God! <laughs> oh, it gets it gets better. Um, sometime every time someone gets hit by a laser, a ship explodes. Um, somebody jumps into hyperspace. A lightsaber is turned on or off. Someone says, I have a bad feeling about this. An explosion. <laughs> C-3PO uh, complains about something. Well, it's every five <laughs> seconds you're drinking. Yeah. Basically, Yoda says something wise, and there's a fart. <laughs> that was not me. That's what I think about that. No. <laughs> okay, good time. And then the last one, um, every time um, Obi-Wan... Um, plays with his like beard i'm like literally halfway through episode one phantom menace you're like oh are we really doing this literally at the end of it my friend showed me his stack of beers and i showed him my two wine bottles and another one showed me a bottle of tito's he went through like three fourths of a handle i was like holy shit wow these movies are gonna kill us so like don't be <laughs> i don't know what the list is gonna be for the original trilogy but we're gonna start that this week and so I'll let you know if, if I'm not going to be on next week. I might need a two-day. Right. He, he might be in the hospital with alcohol poisoning. As you guys know, the older you get, you just can't take that much alcohol anymore. You just can't. So let me mm. let me let me throw something at you. Maybe you can do oh. a little twist on the on the on the game. Yeah. So we have these snowmobile movies we like to watch. You know, once you go, we go out riding at night. You know, you get to the camp, you go riding, and you come back, and then. You drink a little bit. You watch some some DVDs. Of, you know, people doing shit on snowmobiles. You really shouldn't do. Um, and there's this one series called Brap Brap Films. Okay. And every single time you see a snowmobile that has one of the Brap stickers on it, or a rider has it on their helmet or their jacket or whatever, you have to say Brap. Well, whoever says it first gets to pick whoever they want to drink. So you could do something like that. You could do something like, say, explosion, say, lightsaber, you know, say, Anakin, whatever. Um, and, and whoever says it first, they get to pick somebody to drink. It, maybe that way, you know, everybody's not getting trash so quickly. I Are you get... saying brat or brat? Brap. Brap. B-R-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-
now that Kevin's back and he missed last week, do we get two get tabletop reviews this week or just one? I think we get the same one he was going to do last week. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I, I mean, you, you missed a week. I thought maybe we, we would get an extra. Yeah. Does that happen when you miss a week? No. Corpse? Okay. <laughs> no, no, but Paul does the review when I'm not here. So. But you still don't have to do two reviews. That's you know, true. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Did anybody do the game review that I set up? No. No. I probably should have asked that before. I just decided to do the same game that I had set up for last week, even though I don't remember what it was. That <laughs> <laughs> was good. Just kidding. So actually, um, I I found this game. It was mentioned uh, a couple places. Um, game reviewers, players, whatever. They're talking about. They're talking about this game that they were they were trying out, and I went and I watched their playthrough of it. And this is probably the most difficult game that I have ever reviewed on this show, um, but it looks so interesting that I just had to I had to talk about it a little bit. The game is called Scythe, uh, or S Y T H E. I mean, I, Scythe. I looked up, yeah, I looked up the pronunciation Scythe, but I think. I think my grandmother used to pronounce it a side because it's a you know it's that that thing you use to cut the cut the grass with whatever. Yeah, my grandfather used to call kielbasa kielbasi. So old yeah. people do say some weird shit. They do, right? I was thinking, I was just thinking that about some of the stuff you said, Hugh. But anyway, so <laughs> what is this... it with the old thing? You're older than me. I don't know. It's the thing I'm doing tonight. I don't know. <laughs> So to 2016, this game came out one to five players. Now, this is the other reason why I wanted to review this. This is a game that you can play single player. You can play it solitaire. Um, although I have not seen a playthrough for that, um, it does say that it is possible. So that's very interesting. So people look, so you'll look at it if that's what you're looking for. 90 to 115 minute playtime, ages 14 up. And here's the kicker, the weight on a scale of one to five at BoardGameGeek.com, 3.43. Most of the stuff I do is under uh, under a two rating. So something that's very easy for people to pick up and do uh, very quickly. So what is this? What is this all about? So Scythe is uh, time of unrest in 1920s Europa. The ashes from the first great, first great war still darken the snow. The capitalistic city-state, known simply as the factory, which fueled the war with heavily armed mechs, has closed its doors, drawing the attention of several nearby countries. So this is an engine-building game set in uh, alternate history, 1920. So if you like that sort of thing, if you like the sort of thing that kind of centers around particular parts of uh, our history, but it kind of gives you a different timeline, something like that uh, Man in the High Castle on uh, Amazon. I don't know if anybody here watched that, but the, my wife and I really, really love that, 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 that miniseries. It's fantastic. Uh, set alternate history, 1920s period, is a time of farming and war, broken hearts and rusted gears, innovation and, and valor. Inside, each player represents a character from one of five factions of Eastern Europe who are attempting to earn their fortune and claim their faction stake in the land around the mysterious factory. Players conquer territory, enlist new recruits, reap resources, gain villagers, build structures, and activate monstrous mechs. 
So there's a lot of different game mechanics to this. You have a player card that gives you your abilities and allows you to track what you can do and what you have and what you want to go for. Um, and it has a lot of very small pieces to help you play the game, the little max, the little uh, resources, because you can collect resources. You can take over different parts of the board and then and in that way get resources and get other uh, other workers and things like that. So it's a very interesting game in that uh, it's this, like they say, it's this builder type, this engine building type game where you just continually build resources and you and you work against other players. Um, it, it, there's no co-op in this that, that I've seen as far as uh, what I've seen about how the, how the game plays through. Very, very interesting. Definitely check it out on BoardGameGeek.com. And when you're there, watch a couple of their video playthroughs. I've watched three of them so far. They're all very long and they're very, very involved. You're going to get lost in the very first video you watch. You're going to talk about the setup of the game. And the setup is, is intense. So like I say, this is not a game you play with the person that you really want to get into board games and that doesn't play board games. This is the game you want to play when you got a bunch of really geeky friends around and you're looking for that. What's the coolest thing we can do and we haven't done before? And, you know, let's just get into this and see how it goes. And I'm going to I'm gonna also say that with a difficulty level, making this a drinking game, probably not a good idea. But that's, yeah, go ahead. I don't think you're wrong on that. With that, with that much, that many moving parts from the sounds of it, yeah, that's introducing alcohol with that, probably not the best idea. I don't think so. But it looks like it's very well built. It's very well reviewed. Um, everybody that talked about it gave it very, very high marks. Um, so uh, I would definitely suggest this. It's got an 8.2 out of 10 uh, nice. uh, rating on boardgamegeek.com. Um, and I think I saw a price for this. Where did I see a price? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I have it right handy. eBay stores, yeah, around 100 bucks. So it's not, a, it's not an inexpensive game. Oh, but there's some other... Some you can uh, uh, geek market is selling them for like forty five to sixty dollars. So you can find a used game, um, and 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 boardgamegeek.com helps out with that too. If you want to find one that somebody else has that they want to pass on, so that's that's a good that's a good site. And for those of you that are unaware, I I do like boardgamegeek.com to get all of my information about different games, board games, card games, dice games, uh, reviews. They have. Uh, communities that you can talk to other players and uh, they even have um, the store where you can sell your games or nice. buy games. Very cool. Sorry, the game is not Star Wars themed. I really hadn't thought about actually going down that path. We have reviewed Star Wars themed games in the past and I don't think there's a lot of variety on some of those. I think they're pretty much what they are. Yeah, you're basically going to get like one of three things. You're either getting a tabletop role-playing game, a army fighting kind of game or a starship fighting game yeah so. yep 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 that's the one that's it then. scythe scythe look for it at uh, boardgamegeek.com all right well i think it's a good time to uh throw it to commercial break uh guys stick with us we'll be right back
Johnson, and I want you guys to sponsor me for my trip to Seabreeze. You can either choose from me playing my drum, which you will have to for a week will be $5, or you can pay me $3 for a drawing of your choice. And you can get the $1 discount, which is only $2. So please sponsor me now. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. Now, before you ask yourself why I'm not mentioning the Supreme Court abortion draft in the news this week, it's because I cannot find a way to work a Star Wars reference in. Because as Paul instructed, everything should have a Star Wars reference. Because today is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Or as people who get laid regularly call it, the 4th of May, 2022. First up, the truth hurts. It was announced late last week that the Biden administration is creating a disinformation governance board for the purpose of monitoring disinformation both domestically and abroad. They specifically want to focus on disinformation coming in from Russia and about the Mexican border at first. This has expectedly created a ridiculous amount of hysteria in 1984 comparisons. Without wading too deeply into the stupid, here is my take on it. This is not an attempt to censor or oppress free speech. In the last few years, we have had a ton of outright lies being funneled into social media by other countries like Russia and China, and from right here at home. Our most watched news network had to legally classify themselves as entertainment to avoid being sued over the 24-hour-a-day lie-spewing machine they are. There are people I personally know who completely believe some of these batshit crazy theories. This destabilizes our entire country, which is the point. 
alternative facts don't actually exist. There is a difference between objective and subjective reality. The folks afraid of this are angry they might get called out for claiming their subjective opinions are objective truth. For instance, spaghetti squash is great is a subjective opinion for people who like their food to be both mushy and crunchy at the same time. This is not for everyone. This is not a statement that can be proven, only agreed or disagreed with. Spaghetti squash, squash is a vegetable is an objective truth. It can be measured and proven to be fact. Let me put this another way. Let's say I start up a Tinder profile and I put on there that I have a nine inch penis. I go to a bar and find a girl with enough daddy issues to bring home a guy my age and whip out my four inch banger. She immediately says, that's not nine inches. Sorry, my window closed. That's not nine inches. It's barely a dick at all. I reply, it is nine inches. She says, no, look at my tape measure. It's like three and three quarters. I interrupt and say, it is nine inches from my perspective. That is the thought process they are trying to protect. The right to lie with impunity while accusing everyone else of the same for wanting to call them on their bullshit. Now, maybe she feels sorry for me or thinks because my dick is so pathetic, my tongue game must be on point and lets me stay. And if she does, she will scream like a Wookiee getting a planet dropped on her. But she is well within her rights to kick me out of her second floor apartment above a tattoo shop because my feelings about what reality, God damn it. You know, guys, every time you uh, say something in the chat, it closes my uh, window oh. with my segment. Please stop doing that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, because my feelings about what reality should be does not overwrite what it actually is. You have the right to feel like it should, but fuck your feelings with the cold, hard, four-inch dick of truth. Next up, acknowledge me. During the Netflix is a Joke comedy festival, Dave Chappelle was tackled by an audience member near the end of the set. Coming out of nowhere like a kid too short to be a stormtrooper to save you, audience video shows a spear that Roman Reigns would have been proud of. Chappelle has been embattled over his comments on the trans community, and it is not shocking that something like this happened. The assailant got the shit kicked out of him by security and was seen with bruises and a broken arm in the aftermath. Reportedly, Chris Rock was at the show and joked, was that Will Smith? And finally, you have failed this network. The writing is on the wall for CW's Arrowverse. In the past week, both Batman and Legends of Tomorrow have been canceled, the latter on a huge cliffhanger. The WB Discovery merger appears to be wreaking havoc on networks that now fall under that umbrella. They've stopped production of new scripted shows on several networks, and it's rumored they put that money into building a new Death Star. With the Arrowverse getting smaller, we likely have one more season of The Flash, season three of Stargirl, and that might be it. Apparently, there's also a show called Naomi, but they did such a great job marketing it, I had no idea it existed until today. We would hope Superman and Lois would be renewed, considering it's a fantastic and fresh, mature take on Superman, but nothing is guaranteed right now. We've had 10 mostly good years of superhero television that seems like it's heading toward its final crisis. And that's the news, kids. Now, you may not know this, but the term libtard has been replaced with the term groomer online. It started as anyone who acknowledged the LB. LGBTQ people exist and we shouldn't be dicks to them was labeled a groomer. But now anyone who leans left or identifies as a Democrat is now being called a groomer. Now, I fully don't know the political proclivities of everyone on this show, but I have felt that we would all agree on the important issues. I can tell you I would feel safe with leaving my 10-year-old daughter with any of you, except for Kevin. Not because I think he's a groomer, but she would come back asking if she could switch dads because he's way cooler than me. Now, let's touch back on the beginning of the segment. If we extrapolate all of that with this information, statistically, that means there are some people out there who 100% wholeheartedly believe 
Anyone who voted for Joe Biden literally wants to train kids to transition or have sex with adults. Literally. That is fucking terrifying. That is what happens when subjective commentary is treated like objective truth. And when you can dehumanize your opponents by making all of them evil monsters, there's no room for compromise or understanding. There is no joke here. From their perspective, you are a groomer, Paul. In other news, the Ewok language is a combination of Tibetan and Nepalese. Back to you, Corbs. Back to me. I think go back to me from talking about Ewoks. I have no clue, brother. You By just... transitioning into talking they, about Star Wars? They think you're their god. They do. <laughs> they bow down to me. All right. I still don't know how to follow that up, Paul. How about with this theme music? <laughs> you know, that, all, that almost backfired on me last week. I started to put the the theme music in and then i realized that we made that joke after that <laughs> so i had to go back and re-edit yeah anyway <laughs> you put the theme music in you put the theme music out you put your four inch wanker in and you shake it all about that's what it's all about oh we just went to fucking all right well Staying with the theme, I guess we're going to do, which I'm surprised I don't think I've ever done before, is the um, the movie that started it all, the original Star Wars, A New Hope. All right, ready? This is a, a bit on the longish side. Not like Ebert's reviews, but. Uh, in a distant galaxy, eons before the creation of the planet known as Earth, a vast civilization civilization has evolved and ruling the galaxy in, inter, in an interstellar empire created from the ruins of an old republic that held sway over generations. It is a time of civil war as solar systems have broken away from the empire and are waging a war of rebellion. During a recent battle, technical schematics for a giant space station codenamed the Death Star, have been unearthed by rebel spies and a young woman who is a distant member of, of the Imperial Senate under the cover of a diplomatic mission to the planet Alderaan is trying to smuggle these plans to the rebellion. Her spacecraft is attacked by a fast warship of the Empire and seized. The senator is captured, but the plans for the Death Star are nowhere to be found. While soldiers of the Empire search the nearby planet Tantooine, a series of incidents sweep the young desert farm with dreams of being a fighter pilot in the rebellion. How the hell did I do that? As he winds up, as he winds up with the Death Star plans and also the assistance of an elderly hermit who once served as a warrior of, of the ancient order, whose chosen weapon weapons were powerful energy swords known as lightsabers. 
A pair of recruits, the pair recruits a cynical interstellar, interstellar smuggler and his oversized alien co-pilot with an ancient freighter heavily modified for combat to help reach Alderaan. But the planet is obliterated and now the foursome must rescue the young woman held prisoner by the Empire and lead an attack by the rebellion against the Death Star before it can annihilate all hope of restoring freedom to this galaxy. Don't everybody save anything at once. I wasn't sure you were done. I'm done. Um, the the way you explain it, I'm not sure I've ever seen that movie. Yeah, uh, Chewbacca's an alien. <laughs> I mean, aren't they all? A Wookiee is an alien. I don't know. I guess I'm confused. Is it just a giant dog? I would think well, dog or more bear than alien. They're all aliens. Have... They're all aliens. Are we all aliens? Yeah. True. It's all about perspective. I learned that a few minutes ago. See, gold star for Kev, gold star for you, sir. <laughs> oh my right? god, I killed you! <laughs> wasabi. Wasabi. Oh, so wasabi. <laughs> wasabi paste. I need that in my kit. Corbs, when was your first time you saw a New Hope? Like, what's your memory with that one? <laughs> uh, first time I saw it, it's probably early, early 80s. 82 83 mm-hmm. um just enthralled by it you know then listening to my my father talk about when it came out in the theaters and how people were waiting in line for hours to see it he said when they, they first got into the theater and um the star destroyer came across the screen when it first came across the screen like everybody cheered Everybody, it was it was just something that nobody had ever seen before. And, you know, I remember people, I remember like actors and guys like Ron Howard and stuff saying that people were actually watching the movie, getting out of the movie and going back in line to watch it again. And they were doing it like two and three times just to watch the movie over and over again. So um, I've never seen that one at the theater. I've seen Empire at the theater and I've seen Jedi at the theater. And then obviously I've seen the other six in the movie theaters. The only one I have never seen in the movie theater is A New Hope. So, but I, I mean, I don't like everybody here. I mean, I, I love the movie when it's on. I watch it. I mean, I woke up this morning and the first thing I did was turn on nice. the uh, TBS or TNT, whichever one was on. And it just had it playing in the background all day while I was working. Just it was just running in the background. It's one of those movies you really sometimes you don't even have to watch it to, to enjoy it. You can just sit and yep. listen to it. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I might be different than most people, but I don't think that the first three were that bad. I don't think the last three were that bad. I mean, they make money. Obviously, they're going to make money. They weren't bad. I'm not going to say they were. I mean, A New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi, you got to remember, at that time, the way they were doing the graphics and all that stuff, it was all motion captured. Like they were having to move those ships across the screen and pick, take pictures and edit it all together type of thing. Nowadays, you can do that in... I don't know. Paul, how long does it take you to edit the software that we this this year? I mean, yeah. And if if it's simple stuff, yeah. Right. You can do oh. that on a computer capable of playing Portal. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I mean, the ham sandwich. <laughs> you know, that's just the you know, it's just the the time we live in. I, the, the the first three movies that came out obviously were the middle three, 
like you said earlier, there was it was never supposed to be a second movie. It was only supposed to, he wasn't even sure it was going to be a hit. And then when it became a hit, it was one of those things like when everything becomes a hit, it was like, oh, we need to make a sequel to it. You know, and it just grew from there and it's grown to, you know, vast, vast audiences. I mean, my son watches them, you know, my father watched him. He passed them on to me. I watch him, pass them on to my son. You know, he, um, I think over Christmas break, he decided to watch like the first two or three on his own. He was like, I'm just going to sit in my room and watch these movies. I'm like, oh, okay, go for it. Enjoy. You know, there is, I, I do want to spend like a weekend with him and, and watch all nine movies with him just to see. Well, you got the, the nine, the first three, one, yeah. two, and three, four, five, and six, seven, eight, and nine. Not the Rogue One solo <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, you do would you want to watch all that stuff in order? Sure, why not? I would do it sometime. Watch every movie in order to to, to bridge the gap and all that stuff. If you were to include all the animated stuff, I think right now they're up to what was what was the total? Sixty some hours. You'd have to sit in front of a TV. To watch all of it, if you watch all of it in order, I mean, everything along the timeline that's been put out. Wow, it's yeah, I, got that kind of, I, I got that kind of time. It's insane. Like, um, I can't believe I even did this. I watched Bad Batch, Clone Wars, and Rebels in four months. Those three shows, but that Jeez. was a lot of stuff to watch. What order did you watch them in? I watched Clone Wars. Then I went to Bad Batch. No, no, Clone Wars. Rebels and then back to Bad Batch. The right, that's the right order. Oh, because the first episode of Bad Batch was just so amazing. But that's another. But Corbs keep talking about Star Wars, though. Like I like how you pass it on to your son. Like how you're. Yeah, and, and you know what? I hope that my son passes it on to his kids. I mean, even you know, even my 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 best friend, we went and saw. Um, which one did we go see? together like i took i took bryce and i went and him and his son went and we went and watched i think it was the second one not force awakens it was um the last jedi last jedi <laughs> we went to the theaters and saw it so you know it's just something that people do all the time you know you, you get your friends together and you go and watch it you know you guys go into the celebration and stuff like that you know it's just something that is part of life now so you bring up a good point, um, and Corbs, because um, when I go to celebration, like now doing this podcast with you guys again, and I haven't met Kev yet, but I'm really looking forward to meeting him and we're gonna have a beer together and we're gonna like literally geek out at celebration together. And he's like, fucking A man, I already know what he's gonna say when I see him, and it's just gonna be a blast. That's <laughs> probably gonna be fuck yeah, Homer. Just saying. <laughs> basically. And I don't think Kev can have just one beer at no. a time. Well, at a time, yes. Have you already I don't know. ended in lines? You're going to be in panels. You're going to have to be peeing, but you're going to have to hold it, man. I, 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 have have a, I have a urinal. I was about to say, bring a bag. I have a thing that what I use when I'm riding. That's okay. Is it like a stadium panel? Like it's got a little hose into a bag on your ankle type of thing? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, the condom catheter with a bag, you know. And... There you go. See, Kev's thinking ahead right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I got my uh, plastic um, uh, flasks too, so they can wind me down. I'll never find them. <laughs> nice. nice. 
<clears throat> you are all prepared. Look at that. <laughs> he has thought ahead with that one. So, um, you know, just with Star Wars, I mean, I, I mean, I give it, I'm going to give it, you know, four or five stars. I mean, for me, it's one of the best movies out there. Um, it's a classic, obviously. I mean, we all, I mean, obviously they have a whole day, two days, today and tomorrow. I mean, so, I mean, obviously there's more days throughout the month, but yes. So, uh, yeah, I give it, you know, four or four or five stars, whatever. Fantastic. Well, our pal, Raj, <clears throat> he also gives it four stars. And why is my screen being a jerk? There we go. <clears throat> and he has this to say. Every once in a while, I have what I think of as an out-of-body experience at, at a movie. When the ESP people use a phrase like that, they're referring to the sensation of the mind actually leaving the body and spiriting itself off to China or Peoria or a galaxy far, far away. When I use the phrase, I simply mean that my imagination is forgotten. It is actually present in a movie theater and thinks it's up there on the screen. In a curious sense, the events in the movie seem real and I seem to be a part of them. Star Wars works like that. My list of other out-of-the-body experience films is a short and odd one, ranging from the artistry of Bonnie and Clyde or Cries and Whispers to the slick commercialism of Jaws and the brutal strength of Taxi Driver. On whatever level, sometimes I'm not at all that sure, they engage me so immediately and powerfully that I lose my detachment, my analytical reserve. The movie's happening, and it's happening to me. What makes the Star Wars experience unique, though, is that it happens on such an innocent and often funny level. It's usually violence that draws me so deeply into a movie. Violence ranging from the psychological torment of a Bergman character to the mindless crunch of a shark's jaws. Maybe movies that scare us find the most direct route to our imagination, but there's hardly any violence at all in Star Wars, and even then it's presented as essentially bloodless swashbuckling. Instead, there's entertainment so direct and simple that all of the complications of the modern movies seem to vaporize. Star Wars is a fairy tale, a fantasy, a legend, finding its roots in some of our most popular fictions. The golden robot, lion-faced space pilot, and insecure little computer on wheels must have been suggested by the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. The journey from one end of the galaxy to another is out of countless thousands of space operas. The hardware is from Flash Gordon, out of 2001 A Space Odyssey. The chivalry is from Robin Hood. The heroes are from Westerns, and the villains are a cross between Nazis and sorcerers. Star Wars taps the pulp fantasies buried in our memories, and because it's done so brilliantly, it reactivates old thrills, fears, and exhilarations we thought we'd abandon when we read our last copy of Amazing Stories. The movie works so well for several reasons, and they don't all have to do with the spectacular special effects. The effects are good, yes, but great effects have been used in such movies as Silent Running and Logan's Run without setting all-time box office records. No, I think the key to Star Wars is more basic than that. The movie relies on the strength of pure narrative in the most basic storytelling form known to man, the journey. All the best tales we remember from our childhoods had to do with our heroes setting out to travel down roads filled with danger and hoping to find treasure or heroism at the journey's end. In Star Wars, George Lucas takes this simple and powerful framework into outer space, and that is an inspired thing to do, because we no longer have maps on Earth that warn, here there be dragons. We can't fall off the edge of the map as Columbus could, and we can't hope to find new continents of prehistoric monsters or lost tribes ruled by immortal goddesses. 
not on earth anyway but anything is possible in space and lucas goes right ahead and shows us very nearly everything we get involved quickly because the characters in star wars are so strongly and simply drawn and have so many small foibles and large futile hopes for us to identify with and then lucas does an interesting thing as he sends here sends his heroes off to cross the universe and do battle with the forces of darth vader the evil empire and the awesome darth death star he gives us lots of special effects. Yes, ships passing into hyperspace, alien planets, an infinity of stars, but we also get a wealth of strange living creatures. And Lucas correctly guesses that they'll be more interesting for us than all the intergalactic hardware. The most fascinating single scene for me was the one set in the bizarre saloon on the planet Tatooine. As that incredible collection of in in extraterrestrial alcoholics and bug-eyed martini drinkers lined up at the bar and as Lucas so slyly let them exhibit characteristics that were universally human, I found myself feeling a combination of admiration and delight. Star Wars had placed me in the presence of really magical movie invention. Here, all mixed together, were whimsy and fantasy, simple wonderment, and quietly sophisticated storytelling. When Kubrick was making 2001 in the late 60s, he threw everything he had into the special effects depicting outer space. But he finally decided not to show any aliens at all because they were impossible to visualize, he thought. But they weren't at all. As Star Wars demonstrates and the movie's delight in the possibilities of alien life form is at least as much fun as the conflicts between the space cruisers of the Empire and the Rebels. And perhaps that helps to explain the movie's one weakness, which is that the final assault on the Death Star is allowed to go on too long maybe having invested so much money and sweat in his special effects lucas couldn't bear to see them trimmed but the magic of star wars is only dramatized by the special effects the movie's heart is in its endearingly human and non-human people wow yeah oh well, was not expecting that yes he liked it a little bit i read that with you earlier <laughs> I, was, I was impressed I, I think it's a movie that's very difficult to not like. I mean, it's got something for everybody. Yes. Like he like he he touched on there. Like it's not just it's not just a space battle movie. Like you get everything. You get space knights, wizards. Mm -hmm. Some some goofy, you know, tavern crawlers. I mean, it's it's a yeah. it's just it's fun. You can look at it. You can look at it as sci-fi, or you can just look at it as a, you know, as a fun poke at sci-fi. Either way. You know, I wonder with the amazement that people had seeing that for the first time, you know, the technological marvel that it was. Will we ever be astonished in that way by anything in our lifetime? Is there is there any is there any upgrade? possible at this point i guess is what i'm asking i you don't think so i can think of one um and i touched on it last um episode and um as we know our boy james cameron he's a perfectionist and the reason avatar 2 kept getting delayed and i don't know if a movie has done this tell me if i'm wrong but he really wanted to try to film underwater like in like very high quality and all that stuff so like that is going to be picked. That's going to be revolutionary, but I don't know if it's going to be like the stop start factor. Of, but wow, but is it going to be CGI characters underwater? Probably. <laughs> yeah. That kind of defeats the point. I don't understand. No, I know. I know. So but that's the only thing I can think of. 
I, I have one for you, Hugh, and it happened a while ago. Okay. Um, so Star Wars came out, and, and like you say, it was it was a marvel in movie making. Uh, the way the sound effects engineers found sounds to use for different things, the visual effects engineers figured out how to make a you know starship you know appear in a on a on a, on a surface of a of a you know planet destroying yeah. battle station all that stuff was great and new and different that's why it worked there's a movie that i remember that probably wasn't really all that well received but there's a movie that i remember and i will always remember it as the very first time i saw cg interact with human beings in a flawless way it made me believe that they were there side by side. Does anybody have a clue what movie I'm referring to? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are scenes in that movie where the bugs, you know, this one gets really close and it puts its beak through this guy's leg or woman's leg, whatever it was. And that was probably a mixture of uh, real and CG at the time, but the way they brought it together, it looked so real and it just worked. It, there was no, there was no, at no time did I believe that they weren't real effects. And, and it was all CG, all of it was just, and it, and it was really, really, really well done. The only other time that I can say I saw a movie where the the effects and it and it was CG. The only other time I can say where I saw a movie that impressed me at that level was the first Iron Man. And it was when he was getting his suit taken off for the very first time, taken off or put on, I forget which it was. I think when he got it painted red and yellow, and then he was going to get it put on and it was and it was putting it on and screwing it on. All of that was CG and it didn't look like it was so those are instances where the technology was so new and so different and so well done and i'm sure you know the time they spent on it had everything to do with it um that i think they were those steps on the on the on the uh ladder up i don't know what's next i don't maybe this underwater thing is going to be next um, maybe Avatar was the next thing after. I, I don't know, but those things those things impressed me the same way the same way Star Wars did when I was a kid. You know, I feel like we're so used to CG at this point. I'll see someone review a movie and they're like, "Oh, but the CG was horrible," or a TV show, whatever. And you know what? Half the time I've watched it, I'm like, I, I it didn't I didn't even notice it. It's it, I feel like we're so used not not really bad CG, but we're so used to middling CG that it just looks normal at this point. Right. Like yeah. I, I rarely call it out in a movie anymore, and then I'll see in a review that someone said the CG was awful. I'm like, really? No. Yeah, I agree. Like it's it's unless it's glaringly awful, it doesn't even really factor into me anymore. Like it's that's we're so used to computer animation in movies now. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, really who has like direct legitimate experiences to know 
what a dragon eating a spaceship should look like. <laughs> I mean, someone says, oh, that looked fake. How the fuck do you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, all That's right. Fair. So that's a, that's a good stopping point with this, I think. Um, and I'm watching the clock tick down. I don't think we have enough time to jump into Jack's question right now. So let's hit the break and we'll start back off with Jack's erroneous questions of the week. Stick with us, guys. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. sponsor me for my trip to Seabreeze. You can either choose from me playing my drum, which you will have to for a week will be $5, or you can pay me $3 for a drawing of your choice. And you can get the $1 discount, which is only $2. So please sponsor me now. As we know, again, it's uh, May the 4th again, and may the 4th be with all our listeners. Not one, not two, but three questions this week. <laughs> First question, you guys, for out there in Star Wars. What was the name of Bubble Fett's ship? Ooh. Slave One. Oh, easy. Good yeah. job, Kev. What was it, Kev? Slave One. Was Slave One. And always will be. Exactly. <laughs> What what's the name now? The fire spray. 
there you go. Or if it's on the Lego box, it's Boba Fett's ship. Yep. Yeah. But like Slave One is where it's at. So, all right. How about what do Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru do for a living? What type of farmers are they? Moisture. Moisture moisture farmers. Very good. You guys are doing good with these. These are awesome. All right. Hold on a second. I just have one thing to say about this. Sure. One more thing that that movie inspired, just like Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek series, that movie inspired engineers to do the things they saw in those movies. Exactly. Moisture evaporators are a real thing now. That's cool. Anyway, go ahead. No, I like that. Um, Anakin was tested by the Jedi Council to prove that he had the Force. What did he see that um, Mace Windu was holding? Or the three objects? Oh, this is a good one. Because I don't remember that one. You can see him standing there in front of the Council. Yeah. Royale with cheese. (gasps) (laughs) Yes! (laughs) That's a good motherfucking burger. <laughs> um, a ball. No. A dildo. And mm-hmm. a picture of Shmi. I don't remember. I don't. I, no, you got I, me honestly, on this one. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. A ship, a cup, and a speeder. Wow. I and mean, then, yeah. isn't Shmi and a cup basically the same thing? That's. Kind of, uh, shmi and two cups. <laughs> <laughs> two cups, one shmi. <laughs> That's dirty. That is dirty. And then dirty. For, for extra credit, we'll throw one more in because we went through these rather fast. Give me the years the movies came out. All nine oh, Star Wars movies. God because God. I'm a year person. So let's start with episode one. When did that come out? 77. Oh, no, no, no. Episode, episode one. Episode one, no. 99. Oh, Oh, uh, would you say, say 90, that again? 1999. Attack of the Clones. Two years 2002. later. 2002. Correct. Oh, two years later. Wow. Revenge of the Sith. 2004. Higher. Two, 2005. Okay. Star Damn Wars. A new, yep. Star Wars A New Hope. 77. No. Yes. No. Star Wars came out in 1977. A New Hope was a rebrand. Oh, yeah. That's a different year. Okay. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Next question. You're not wrong. All right. Empire. 80. 80. Return of the Jedi? 83. Yep. How about Force Awakens? 2015. And then uh, Last Jedi? 2018? 17. And then the Rise of Skywalker? 19. Yep. You guys are all Jedi. Wow. It seems like Rise of Skywalker was longer ago than that, but then we had the whole fucking apocalypse happen. Right. So. The Very clip. good. You guys have mastered your Star Wars knowledge, Mike. Force is strong. I didn't. I didn't answer a single question. <laughs> I know. Hugh, you're the, a pad one, but a very we one. we know you do them all, Hugh. So that's all right. He was just letting everybody else get the answer. Hugh doesn't I knew give first a, two. Hugh doesn't give a fuck. So yeah, there's that too. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how Jack's name is the bearded one here. I trim mine up. Like I know it's gone now. <laughs> Paul, you need to point at him and say he's a liar. I can't get an arrow to go that direction with the text. Wait, 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 wait. I could, you could do the arrow and I could continue the arrow. <laughs> Follow all the way across. You can just keep going. 
Uh, <coughs> back to you. Well, that was good. Great, Jack. Those were really good questions. Yeah, that was good. Um, I, I think this was the wrong crowd to try and stump with Star Wars stuff, though. <laughs> I did have more, but yeah, not yeah. We'll do those another time. <laughs> All right. So then I'm going to jump right into my weekly topic. All right. Sticking with our theme for the evening. If you were a part of the Star Wars universe, what would you be? Hmm. Jedi, Sith, Rebel, Imperial, Scoundrel, Bounty Hunter, Mandalorian, Hut, Ewok, none of the above, whatever else you want to come up with. Uh, what do you say, guys? I put a lot of thought into this. Well, yeah, because you read the fucking notes earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's there's two ways to answer this. There's what would I want to be, and there's what would I have ended up as. Because I have to compare who I am to who I relate to the most. What would I want to be? I'd want to be I'd want to be a silver knight flying in to save the day. You know, I'd want to be a Mandalorian or a you know a Jedi, something like that. Maybe not a Jedi because I really don't do the whole the whole religion thing i'm really not interested in that any way shape or form but even a mandalorian kind of religion so mm-hmm. kind of, would i end up as well it obviously would be somebody like quill because he spent his life in servitude when he finally got done with that he just wanted to be left the fuck alone <laughs> and when he wasn't he told it like it was yeah that does sound like kevin hmm. who wants to go next I'll go. <laughs> okay. And so um, you didn't touch on this one when you just said all of them. So as we get older, like Star Wars is like, it's still a part of us. We're watching it. It evolves. And believe it or not, one of my favorite Star Wars characters, he's really not a big character, is um, Bail Organa. I would want to be a senator. Um, just somebody like a Padme Amidala, somebody fighting for the ma- for the good and wants um diplomacy the rights and being an honest politician and seeing the way of the the republic as one that work together no try to have no more wars i know it's star wars but like you would always want peace and justice and all that leave all the jedis to their thing but like i would definitely want to be like a senator get sit on the council give speeches and try to help and do the common good for people that's what i would do simple good answer me who's next i'll go um yeah, please you well, I, please i i know what i wouldn't want to be is definitely a death star insurance salesman um <laughs> probably well if you have you i mean if you're the salesman you, you get two big sales and then your company ends up going under and you have to look for a new job that, that's no fun uh probably what i i'm just going to go with what i would end up being because i don't know what i would want to be uh, I would totally, you know, be cooking or bartending um, on Tatooine somewhere, uh, either running a kitchen or something where I'm bringing happiness to people and probably changing more lives and doing more good than the Senate ever does anyway on a local level. What's the name of the guy that Obi-Wan went to see with the dark? Yeah. Dexter. Yes! Yeah, that's a, yeah, <laughs> Obi-Wan. <laughs> the guy running the diner, yes, with the forearms. Yeah. Yeah, that would be me. Nice. I bet you make good food, though. 
Like Corbs. Well, I know what I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be a general contractor on the Death Star. Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nobody gets out alive. <laughs> I mean, what? What would I want to be? I mean, I want to be like a Han. I'd want to be like a smuggler, like a criminal, whatnot. What I probably end up being is some hermit on Tantooine. And oh, Ben. Not even that. I'd be like, you know, a real deal hermit. <laughs> yeah, like just some guy that's off in the wagon for change or something. <laughs> You'd be a Tuscan Raider. I don't think I would even rate that high. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I went in a similar direction, Corbs. Um, I also would want to say I'd be a scoundrel, like, you know, smuggling my way through the universe like Han Solo. But in reality, I'd probably just be one of those guys in the background sitting at the bar in Hughes Cantina. So <laughs> after leaving your job doing uh, tech support for the Empire, <laughs> right? <Yep. laughs> yeah. Come to find out, it wasn't Luke that blew up the Death Star. It was me fucking something up. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> oh, okay um and folks if you want to jump in on any of this stuff too um join us in our facebook group you know all four of you that are are listening on our legion of geeks you're, you're all in there already i think so pipe up we can we can even start a weekly thread in there about these topics and i we do want to hear what you guys think about it too but we've been begging you guys for fucking eight years to fucking talk back to us and the only one that ever does is fucking laura so anyway <laughs> so let's keep it moving guys what are you watching tv well there's one thing in particular we've all watched today mm-hmm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. that's it yes we were i'll watch star wars today there'll be one trailer oh yes that awesome that was really awesome so is now i thought there was already a trailer, but I guess that one that was out there was a teaser wasn't official. It was a teaser, teaser. It's a teaser. Okay, and now this we got trailer, the real one. Yeah, the trailer wasn't very long, and it didn't. It wasn't much different than a teaser. Not really. More sand. Mm, yeah. yeah, but um, actually, believe it or not, sticking with the Star Wars theme, um, this is actually something pretty cool. Um, have you guys ever heard of the Star um Star Wars theory on YouTube, guy? Have you heard of Star Wars theory? Yeah. He's pretty cool. He's a Canadian guy. His name's, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, sir. Neatos Dadba. I can't say his name. Don't worry, um, he doesn't watch this. No, yeah. He does Star Wars Theory, and he's got like 3.1 million subscribers. Definitely doesn't watch this. Yeah, definitely doesn't, doesn't know he exists. Yeah. No. Um, I believe, but I wrote to him on Instagram, actually, a few months ago. Still waiting for that reply. Um, but I work with 3 million viewers. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Uh, but it's really cool what he does. Um, like I said in the previous couple episodes, that two XL like virtual stories, he does like virtual storytelling. Um, he's really he's really cool what he does, and he's done like some theories like what ifs, like what if Anakin was trained by Qui Gon Jinn, like what if Anakin liked sand, like what if, but like, he but he, he does like really cool theories, like what if like Obi Wan went to rescue Anakin after. He cut off his arm and legs. What if Padme did not die? Stuff like that. But like, they're really cool how he goes into depth. They're like literally 10 minute videos, but he like gives the pictures side by side. He just, it's just his theory on it. Of course, we don't know if they're actually true, but like he reads the canon, he reads like the cinematic universe, but 
he goes into really good detail with all these things. Like that's cool. One of the theories he had, like when Count Dooku, he's like, what if Anakin didn't kill Count Dooku? If when you look at Count Dooku in Revenge of the Sith, and he's looking panicked when his arms are cut off right before Palpatine says, do it. Basically, <laughs> um, but like he probably would have went back with the Jedi and testify and said, Palpatine's evil. We have to overthrow him and all that stuff. But like, it's pretty cool how he does those things. And like I said, he does that. And one of my other favorite, uh, I know it's Star Wars and I know I'm getting off topic, but he um, has done Cobra Kai Theory, which is another one of my favorite shows. The Karate Kid, it was always one of my favorite mm-hmm. trilogies. He has like the stars on, he does other stuff like that. But shout out to this guy though. He's been a Star Wars fanboy for life. He has Order 66 hats. He has cool gear. He's pretty cool what he does. So anybody, one of like Paul says, one of our famous four listeners or you guys that you're watching YouTube, you're trying to find something, type him in. Star Wars Theory. He does really cool stuff. Nice. Look at that. I got to jump in here with a question. Sorry to, to derail things. Wow. Corbs, in your description of the movie you read earlier, you said that it happens or maybe it was the review, but Star Wars takes place in our past. Is that canon? Is that correct? Yeah, that's what it, yeah. And, and, well, I mean, not just from the review, like, like Kevin and, and Paul, you guys know this from other places as well, like it's been verified more than once. So the, so the crawl, it's all based on the crawl in the beginning of Star Wars, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The whole idea is that uh, this See, this I never... Happened, yeah. I never took that from my place in space. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like once upon a time. So I, I guess I never took it literally. You could, it's, it's exactly the same way as saying exactly that once okay. upon a time. See, That's now that exactly makes, what it is. Makes me wonder, you know what I want to see? I want to see a Star Wars movie or TV show set in 2022, wherever they are. That's got to be a completely different universe. really i know i mean i I mean yeah yeah i mean following the threads of just evolution like if there was eons ago we we were a thousand years ago so right but i mean you're talking about all right all right this is this is actually a great conversation because if you think about it all the all the races that we see in star wars have already existed for hundreds or thousands of years we have we have Jedi. Uh, we we already have stories of when they first existed. You know, hundreds and hundreds of years before um, what takes place that we know of as Star Wars. Um, there's a timeline that they that is referred to, and and Star Wars happens at zero BBY, which is the uh, or or zero BY, which is battle at battle at Yavin. That's where the battle takes place. And that is the beginning of the story that we know. And everything is either before the Battle of Yavin or after the Battle of Yavin. So with that as the center point, they then they then build all the other stories around that, where the you know how the Jedi were created, um, you know what they went through, the rise and the fall of that of that um, you know universe, whatever it was. Yeah. And we've seen other stories like that kind of exist and 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 touch on the history as they've gone through some of the animated series too. So I, what you're saying about our own, our own race is that we haven't progressed to the point where we've gotten to anything that we've seen in any of those universes. So what we're really seeing is what might happen to us hundreds or thousands of years from now, 
once we've progressed to where they are and where have they have been, where are they going to be? That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Star Wars is in desperate need of a reboot or not a reboot, but I mean, the Skywalker saga is done. Where do they go now? I, man, I hate to say this because I like the old characters, but with Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, I'm pretty sure we're, we're pretty much at the limit of what we can do there. Start over a thousand years later. Everything's well, completely different. Craft a brand new story in that same universe with callbacks to things that are familiar. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I feel like that's the way to go. I think it would be really interesting, but I don't think that's the way they are going. I think we heard rumblings before that we're going to go back to the old Republic. We're going, we're going back before we go forward. Yeah. And I mean, but really, I, I don't think we need Chewbacca. to. I want a story about the Wookiee. There are. <laughs> yeah. There are. I want a movie about Chewie. Well, okay. No, I, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, there's actually uh, the canon in the comic books. I mean, there's, there's quite a bit about, about uh, Wookiees. Well, really your, cool stuff. Yeah. Hugh, to your point, episode 10 is called Star Wars Episode 10, The Slap. Jada Spickett Smith is the villain. <laughs> <Son of a bitch. laughs> no, but to your point, though, yeah, I see what you're saying. But like what Paul said, they're, they're going more back instead of more present day. Which is more of the same. I mean, we're just basically getting more of the prequels, but generations before. Like, we're, we're just going to see them at the height of the Republic. It seems like the fans are pissed off with anything they do post-return. Uh, so, you know, why not put them in a position where they, they can't say this shit's on the previous movies? You know, this has mm -hmm. zero connection. They'll still be Jedi. Maybe the Millennium Falcon's even still kicking around somewhere. Uh, but everything else has to be new. Right. I'd be all about it. I would definitely see that. But oh, yeah. I digressed. Sorry. That's all no, right. What y'all watching? It is neat. It is neat to think about. Um, uh, me, other than the big one that we're going to discuss, the other thing that I've stumbled across is a show called um, Our Flag Means Death. I've heard guys, it. Yeah. It's an HBO Max show. Uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting. It's a, it's a historical comedy. Uh, it's, uh, let me, let me just read the little, Oh, I did see a preview for this. Yeah. Let me, let me read this to you. The year is 1717 wealthy landowner, Steed Bonnet has a midlife crisis and decides to blow up his cushy life to become a pirate it does not go well. And it's based on a true story. Hmm. Um, uh, I actually Googled his character's name, Steed Bonnet. And yeah, that, that it was a whole thing, but, um, this uh that's this, what we need to be as pirates we can do a pirate episode at some point too um i'm the captain now <laughs> i did play sea of thieves for years xbox game right yeah, uh, but keep going <laughs> so is it any good it's, what yeah. is it any good is, is it it's funny right yes yes it is um it's he's definitely like a high society uh, wussy boy who's decided that he's going to be a pirate he buys the ship and buys he, the ship he, he purchases his own ship yes um and then he, he cruise it and he, he's decided that you know 
he's going to treat his crew better. So they get a weekly salary and on the ship, there's a library and like a rec center and like his whole fucking crew hates him. And by the second episode, they're already plotting to kill him. <laughs> so, and um, if I haven't gotten there he's yet, a good captain. he's a horrible captain. Uh, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I think it's the next episode, but uh, Taika Watiti, did I do that right? We'll say so. He's um, in it. He, he's, he's in it and he plays Blackbeard. Oh, perfect. So, and I think he directed the first episode. That's perfect. So, yeah. So it's definitely has all of his um, fingerprints all over the show. You can tell. Like he has a very specific kind of comedy and stuff. And yeah. he, he definitely is, is important to the show. Um, I, I'm liking it. Not sure Kristen is, <laughs> but it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's stupid humor. It's ridiculous. And I was quite shocked to find out this was based off of a actual historical character. So, um, but what are you guys watching? I, uh, started watching Hellbound on Netflix. It's a, uh, a Korean show, a decent English dub. I finished Catla, by the way, Catla was fantastic. Um, definitely you guys should watch that. Um, this looks to be another good one. We've decided that if we want to have good shows, we have to get into the dub stuff because, you know, half the good shit Netflix is putting out these days is originally in a different language. Um, this is a neat show. I mean, we've only watched two episodes, but, uh, you know, go watch the preview, the trailer on Netflix. It's going to explain it better than I can. Uh, it's some weird, weird, funky horror shit though. Nice. I, okay. Basically the idea is that and I don't know where this comes from, but an, an angel or just this, this big face will appear to you and tell you you're going to die X number of days, hours later and give you the exact time of your death. And wow. when that happens, these like 15, or 15, 20 foot tall, giant stone storm golem things come out of nowhere and fucking beat you to death. And it happens publicly. Like it's like something that's starting to happen all over the world. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's got some end of days vibes there and just, a, I mean, it's a neat premise. Now, here's the thing, when it comes to uh, South Korean television and Asian television in general, a lot of times they come up with these whack job premises because I, I think because they were all raised on anime and they don't ever really explain it or, or sell it or earn their ending. You know, that that's fairly common. Uh, I'm worried that this is going to go this way because the idea is up into a point really good and then it's kind of fucking ridiculous and i can totally see them wrapping up the show without actually explaining anything yeah okay but um yeah other than that just i mean fucking this week's fear the walking dead pissed me off but you're still one ahead of us on that yeah i'm talking about the one you guys have watched the The, one the oh god that was a fucking horrible episode one with daniel yeah watching it we're I not, hate what they've done to him. We didn't. We didn't watch it. The yeah, end of I it. agree. Yeah, I hate what they've done to him too. Last season, we're not watching it this season. I'm. I don't. I'm, we're done with it. I don't. I don't blame you. Um, but I'm just. I, I've got to see it through at this point. Don't be a quitter, no. Kev. Fuck that. Nobody likes a quitter, Kevin. I don't fucking care. Kev joined me because I joined. I left after season four. That's all good. <laughs> no, I, no. They ruined. Don't tell the, him it's all good. It's not. Shut the they, fuck up. They ruined the best. Fine here. Walking Dead show they had, they ruined it. Yeah, yes I'm they did. Going, I'm not going back. No, I'm done. And he and you have that right. No, he doesn't. He does. Yo, fuck if I do or not. I'm not going back. 
Yeah. It's homework for the show. Yeah. Oh, no, no, Seriously, if I gotta watch Moon Knight, no shit. <laughs> well, before you talk about Moon Knight, I know you want oh, to talk about that. I um, got shit to say about Moon Knight. Hey, go ahead, Jay. No, you're good. Um, one thing I did watch this past weekend. I know I spoke about it last week. That NFL draft was pretty nuts this past weekend. Like I know, like I'm just throwing some sports in there a little bit. One quarterback was drafted in the first two rounds, which is pretty bizarre. And yeah, like, six wide receivers were drafted. And then literally, like I was telling you, being an Eagles fan, you have the 15th pick and you take a big six foot six, 360 pound defensive lineman that runs a four eight. That's insane. And literally their next pick they have is the 18th and it's traded. I'm glad we live in a day and age with technology so advanced. I look down on my phone. It says the Eagles have traded for AJ Brown. I know nobody probably knows that name off the top of their head. But he's an, I know you do, Corbs. But he's an elite wide receiver to this day. It's like, holy shit, like my team is finally making moves. And yeah, we just won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But if we get the pieces together, we can have a pretty good run. And but it's it's just like I said last week, watching this draft, it's like cool to see like sometimes teams just do things. What was that? <laughs> just do things to fuck with other people. So it's it was a really good draft. It was very entertaining. Nice. I didn't see a second of it. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, the second episode of Billy the Kid. I watched that tonight, so nice. it was pretty good. It, it jumped from when he was a, a young boy to, a, to I think he was like, I want to see 13, 14, 15-ish. Now, like, the kid in it looks like he's about 22, but it's, it's supposed to be when he's about, you know, 14 or 15 years old, you know, just basically shows how his father was his father died in the first episode and then how his mother met or they moved to Santa Fe she met his second father and what a douchebag that guy was to his mom and all that stuff I mean he was very much a mama's boy protected his mom protected his younger brother stuff like that so it's it's just interesting um yeah watching this the whole take on on, on his life and stuff like that so nice uh, yeah it was it's, it's pretty so far it's pretty good so other than that i got fear and glad you no i would thought you were done i was just gonna say it sounds like it's time paul is it time all right time so no <laughs> not yet um so yeah, Moon Knight finished up today. Thank God. <laughs> See, that's not what you said earlier when we were chatting. Um, so I, I, I I'm going to hold on. I was discussing with you with you as I was watching it, and I, I, <laughs> which was funny because I'm seeing I'm, I'm rewatching the episode in real time with Kevin as he's commenting on things that are happening. Um, I'm, first, I'm going to say is I enjoyed the show a lot. Uh, but I've come from a different perspective as everybody else here. And I am totally okay with anybody who didn't enjoy this show and isn't going to watch the second season that apparently we're setting up for. Um, so I just want to put that out there because I'm not going to, I'm not that guy. I, I if, if you guys don't enjoy it, that's cool. I'll watch it. So. Um, I mean, so I, I mean, I enjoyed the show, but it, it was very hard to follow. It was just, it, it, and, and I get that that's 
kind of probably the way it's supposed to be with him having multiple personalities and it being kind of jumping and all over the place and, and this, that, and the other thing and, and whatnot. And it just was, you know, each week I was like, after I got done with it, I'm like, what, what the fuck did I just watch? I mean, it was entertaining, but I, I don't under, understand. very complicated. Yeah. You, you know, complicated kind of guy. You could say complicated or you could say very messily written. And, and I, I, no, go ahead. Finish. Go ahead. I'm going to say this. I did not think it could wrap up um, satisfactorily the, the threads they had going in the running time of the episode. Didn't think it was possible. I walked away relatively okay with it. They actually did better than I thought they could have with how many plates were in the air. Um, without going into too much detail, one thing that really bugged me is that they set up the hospital where he, he is when he's dead to be one thing. It makes absolutely no sense. He ends up back there while he's asleep later on. Doesn't make any sense. I can't figure out what, what, why he would end up back there. You know, I mean, I understand it was in his mind, but he didn't go there when he went to sleep before. That was only while he was dead. And that was how his dead. mind was processing it. Correct. So, yes. So, but Kevin pointed out to me that his take on it was like the whole Dallas effect. It was all a dream thing. It's like, and I think that's what they were trying to pull a swerve on you. And that is poor writing because the two pieces don't connect. Like you're saying, like, this is supposed to be his mind um, acclimating to the land of the dead. But then when, when we go back to it, now it's a dream sequence. It made me question what that actually was before. Mm -hmm. And that, it didn't give me an answer or a hint that an answer was even relevant to the story. Right. That was, that was poor writing. And I don't think it was, I think it was intentionally poor writing. Is like I said, like, I think they were trying to pull that swerve on you because then he, he wakes up and it's, just like the beginning of the show. Yeah. To which Kev was very pissed. Can I can I speak for you on this one, Kev? Ah, no, I, I was not happy was, at all. He was pissed. He's like, this was one of those bullshit. It was all a dream thing. But is that what they were saying? No. 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 I didn't, I didn't no. think that's what I didn't get. But that's, no. that was my first inkling, inkling. That was my first inkling. And, you know, once that feeling set in, I was just, I was just pissed. But, well, and yeah, and when something fucks with you in a show like that, like it can ruin the whole mood for you for the rest of the show. Right. Paul pointed something out, though, that he's, he's completely right about when when he gets up out of bed and he's got the leash on his on his foot after he's been, you know, talking to himself in his yeah. sleep or whatever. There's two goldfish. Yeah. So this that. is this is in the future. This is after, as Paul said to me, he's been dealing with himself. He's been living with himself and, and trying to figure it out. Like Mark and Steven are now coexisting. Yeah. This is after the fact. The first thing that cued me off to that was with when Steven said, We choose to save the world. And then I went into the whole thing. So like that that's was my first thing is okay, we're not really this isn't a dream thing. And so that was also knowing, understanding the ending and the mid the mid-credit scene, that scene in the dream world right before they wake up. I'm not even sure that needed to be there. There was there was absolutely no point to that. 
Was there yeah. was there a point to that? I feel like I need to defend it now. Go ahead. Now that I understand it. Oh my god. <laughs> you right there, champ. <laughs> it was it was the two of them connecting with Jake and not really understanding that Jake exists. Okay. So what like the was, audience. Exactly. So what it was, was the two of them seeing themselves ending the, the doctor. What the fuck's his name? Harrow. Harrow, yeah. They, they're seeing Harrow's end, okay? But processing it the only way they know how, which is in their little compartment, because that's where they're sitting while Jake's in charge. So that's happening, even though they wake up later, that happens while he's during the mid-credit sequence space right that was happening okay. while they were sleeping that that had happened already okay. they were sleeping they dealt with it processed it that way and then we saw and then we saw what that was but that had already happened got it and it wow. is it's difficult it's difficult to follow you know and i've always always had a problem well you guys know how much i love multiverse bs <laughs> this is the other one that i've always had a problem with and, it, and 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 a lot of times it just seems like it's a cop-out you're going to give somebody multiple personalities so you can't think of a better storyline i mean it kind well, of works if you're gonna if you're gonna give them multiple personalities delve into the personalities too don't just kind of bounce back and just don't you got to kind of show i mean they did show a little bit of how the multiple the personalities became who they are yes but delve in more i mean you don't you dove into dove into to, to steven i think it was steven when they, he created the happy universe mark did but delve, delve into mark's background i mean you did a little bit but get more into his background a little bit more you know what did he do after he left he didn't just run off and join the military that's kind of what they alluded to yeah he joined the marines you know, the whole thing felt like it was directed by David Lynch and then edited by Randall from Quick Stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While he was smoking a dude. <laughs> or snorting um, an eight ball. And, I mean, we are running short here. Um, that mid credit scene was everything I needed it to be. They, they touched... So many different facets of Moon Knight right there. We finally got Jake. Don't know why he's speaking Spanish. That's strange to me. Um, but we also get the Moon Knight limo from the 2017 run. That That's Mr. Knight's limo is what we got. And then we get the modern visual of what Kanchu is now in the comics. Like Kanchu in like the whole white business suit. And... I, I'm not gonna lie. When when they said let uh, let me introduce you to Jake or however they put her, my friend Jake, I, I I clapped. Like I've been waiting for the Have actual the introduction of Have Jake. You seen the progressive commercial when the when you're yep. in the, in the yes. In, uh, yes theater and the girl starts clapping and the guy looks over and says the people who made the movie aren't here so you don't have to clap. That's you, Paul. Kristen could hear me upstairs. So, That's what so, she said. I knew you were watching Moon Knight. I'm going to give you my, the one thing that redeemed the entire miniseries for me. Layla's the costume. One, the one thing, Egyptian superhero. Mm -hmm. 
It was good. That was awesome. Um, and it's it actually just, it wasn't just the costume; it was what she did with it. Yeah, she was freaking phenomenal. She was yeah. awesome, and I think we're gonna see more of her. Obviously, if a season two comes up, or so. I hope so. Um, she, mark my words, is going to be a hero called the Scarlet Scarab. Oh, awesome! Perfect. So, yeah. No, that was good. That was, I, I, I like the way they wrapped it up. I mean, and, and I, I understand it now. I get it. I, I see what was going on. I, I think some of it kind of dragged a little bit. And but these are all, these are all the, um, you know, the origin stuff. So mm-hmm. I wanted to see more kick-ass stuff. But yeah, and we got plenty of action in this one. Finally, yeah. I think that was the most we've actually seen costumed heroes in the whole show. So yeah, when when Jake showed up. And and the Layla's like, what the fuck was that? Yep. But again, not the first time we've seen Jake. No, no, think, absolutely I not. Made it, I think they made it pretty clear. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have anything else to touch on with this? Because I mean, there's there's still a lot we didn't even hit in that episode. The fact that we finally got to see Amit, and that was really fucking cool. My daughter said, "Why are she? Why are they so big now?" Because Amit was big because she was eating souls, but why the fuck was uh? Hey, why did Kanchu get so, so big? Yeah, because we, I mean, we, up until then, Kanchu had always been like what seven, eight feet tall, basically, is what we saw. But then during the battle, where Mark is watching, and, and now he's Godzilla sized. Yeah, so, that was weird. That was weird. That explained because they're Egyptian gods; they can do whatever right, they want. They can. So. Uh, let me check my notes. Um, oh, and we finally get to see Mr. Knight be the badass that he was in the comics. Mm, that, that was, was cool. cool. Yes. Another thing my daughter asked, is that Steven? How is he doing all that stuff? And I had to explain to her it was from him saying, well, if Mark can do it, I can do it too. Right. You'd think there would have been a bit of a learning curve there, though. But, you know, he went right into Bruce Lee mode. Yes. Maybe that's what happens when you get ice, sand, frozen. You come out and just kaya. Maybe he was really channeling Jake, so that was really the t- the tuned down, you know, version. Right. <laughs> that was the calm down version of Jake. <laughs> it was just, you know, as much as you could get. It must have been hell for the CGI people to have to change the costume every time a different right. one spoke, though. Especially in this episode, we got a lot yeah. of that. Yeah, and flipping back and forth, and I, I've been waiting ever since we saw the first trailer to see that scene where he dives over the car and flings the the moonerangs. I was wondering when we were going to get to see that. So. So it's today. It was today. That's. Oh, yeah. Happened earlier. Happened earlier. (laughs) All right. Uh, I think the only thing that I see on the list here that we didn't touch on is, um, Kev, you had one other show, right? Just finally, finally watched the uh, last season of Yellowstone. I waited until, I waited until I could get on Peacock for five bucks. We were gonna we were gonna buy it on Amazon for fifteen by the whole season, and we just hemmed and hawed over it, and then it finally showed up on Peacock, and they're doing like a five buck a month thing, so we just did five nice. bucks and we watched it, and we're gonna turn it off. Yeah. Now you can watch but, some wrestling too. Glad we did though. Glad we did. It was, it's um, I, I like the story, and I really like the way they wrapped up that last season. Or nice. they, they definitely left themselves open for another season, which I think they're gonna do. So. Oh, I'm yeah, sure they, they will. Already, yeah, they've already talked about it. They're they're getting ready to. I think they're getting ready to start filming season five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gil Brigham, the, the Indian chief there, I just saw something on uh, on Google feed that 
they're getting ready to start filming and they don't have this any of like the pre-scripts or anything like that so they're oh. all they're all heading to the out to wherever utah or montana to, to start filming wherever they're filming and they're they're waiting on scripts and stuff like that i was kind of shocked not that you've seen it kevin you and i can talk about it i think we're the only two that watch it here but uh i was shocked that uh what's his name jamie killed his father Beth? you you Beth. you could see it coming Beth is something else. Oh yeah, she's, yeah, don't fuck her. Don't don't she, fuck her over. She knows what to say to get people to do exactly what she wants them to do. Yeah. Yep. She, she and she got him. She got him by the balls. Yeah. It's yep. painful. And I, and I think I think that was her plan all along. I think mm-hmm. even going back when in the first season when she was she was always just needling him and needling yep. him and, and egging him on and and whatnot. I think it was all leading up to that point. Yep. When she put that in his in his head that she needed to, he needed to do this. He needed to do this or he needed to kill himself. Yeah. Three options. The, yeah. the other two were not anything he wanted yeah, to rip, yeah, let rip handle it. Which uh, which is which is a death sentence anyways. Yeah. Kill yourself or yeah, because he was gonna go to jail. He would have he would have ended up in jail, which he would have he wouldn't have done. So he would have killed himself. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, no, it was really, it was really, really good. Yeah. My question becomes: Is I mean, do, the the girl that claimed it was his son. I mean, is it? Do you think it's his kid? You do. I mean, I know, they, yeah. I know that they were together for a while and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it's obvious. I'm just wondering if there was some. I was wondering if there was some play going on there to. <laughs> That's possible. It really is possible because I mean, she's just a skirt for hire. Right. Really. I mean, that's she's made it very clear that that's all she's ever been. Um, so it's very possible. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if it was his brother? <laughs> oh, I got that. I just got that one, Kev. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daddy issues. I'm my own grandpa. No, <laughs> yeah, that's good. And you know, and Longmire wrapped up too. We, we finished watching that. It's funny if you if you watch Longmire, if you watch the series, Yellowstone is a suggestion on your Roku or your Amazon Fire device. If you watch Yellowstone, Longmire is a suggestion, along with the other show we're watching now, which is Outer Range, which is freaking freaky. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Uh, that's got Josh Brolin in it, right? Josh Brolin. Yeah. Okay. That's team previews for that one. It's weird. Where's the, is that? Is that on? Is that on Prime? Amazon. Uh, on, yeah, Prime. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, Prime. Okay. That's on Prime. Amazon Prime. It's it's worth a watch. We're watching it as they come out. They come out every Friday. Okay. We're watching it as they come out, and it's it's really good. Yeah, I picked up one. No, I'm not gonna say it's really good. It's it's good. It's fun. Yeah, I picked up I picked up another one too off of uh, off of Hulu called We Own the City. It's no. got, uh, yeah, you were telling us about that. Yeah, yeah last I, week I watched the first episode uh, over the weekend. Uh, that show is pretty actually pretty good. Um, it, based on the Baltimore is it Baltimore gun. Can't remember how it's actually pronounced or what it is, but it's the these it's this task force. They're doing like gun control and trying to get guns off the street. Hmm. But what happens is, is they actually end up 
they're take they're taking guns on the street, but then when they hit these stash houses, drug stash houses, they're stealing the money. Oh, and they get caught. And some of the guys are, you know, the first first episode you don't know that, but I've I've actually kind of read up on the the whole the whole thing, the issue. It's based on a true story. What's the time frame? Uh, it's early, just before COVID, oh, 2017. Wow. Wow. So it's recent. I mean, it's recent stuff that this has been this happened so um i think the next episode drops i think maybe it may actually be on friday i think it drops so yeah um, that one up. yeah it's uh it's on hulu yeah so it's actually i believe it's on hbo yeah it's on hbo max because i yeah. saw that when i was looking for uh our flag the other day yeah so i, I like i said I, I saw that was when i was going flipping through hulu i saw it i'm like i'm gonna check this out and then something else came up and but i watched it when i was sitting here on, I think Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon or whatever. I watched it. And I was like, this is, isn't, isn't too bad. So I might support the Kev, you, Kev, you, you would like it. Okay. I'll look so, it up. Yeah, give it a shot. So um, it's only, it's only about six, I think it's six episodes. It's not too long, but they drop every week type of thing. So it's for the next six weeks. So cool. but, yeah. Also, if you're looking for a show, I forgot, I was gonna mention this next week as well. Like, I just finished uh, wrapping up Ozark. That finally wrapped up. This Love week. Ozark. Uh, Love I'm not. Ozark. I'm not giving spoilers. Um, but um, just a great show. Jason Bateman, Laura Linney. Um, just my brother didn't like how it ended, and I thought it was all right. But um, spoiler free. Um, Julia Gardner. She plays Ruth. Oh, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. She's she, freaking awesome. She yeah. She definitely is going to be a somebody to watch in Hollywood. You can see her do a lot of different things. So um. If you're looking for a show to pick up, um, dark and gritty with um, little some good stuff, like like it's definitely a show to watch for sure. The yeah, first, no, no doubt. That yeah, they're hour long episodes. Netflix. You're like, man, I don't know what I want to watch. That will definitely be a show that you want to check out. I want to talk about it, but I don't want to spoil it for y'all. The, the the second part of the last season dropped. It dropped, yeah. Oh, dropped I didn't know last, that. Dropped last Friday. Oh, God damn. All right. Yep. All right. But spoiler free, um, but like Jason Bateman, Laura Linney, A-list actors, great actors, directors too, and writers. But Julia Gardner, the girl that plays Ruth, you'll watch out for her. She'll be in a lot of stuff in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been tooting her horn for a while. She did the, you know, she did that um, Inventing Anna. <laughs> oh, I like you. I like you. Right up there. Kev's tooting Julia's a horn. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap this up, Mustache rides. Anyway, go ahead. Hugh, <laughs> didn't you say you had a WTF for us? I did. So my wife sends me to Wegmans today to pick up a prescription for her. And uh, I get into the Wegmans on James Street and I go around the, the flowers and I'm not in line. There, there's only one person up at the, the pharmacy desk. So I, I don't have, I'm not like in a line with other people. I'm just waiting for someone to call me up. And there's two ladies there and they're talking to this guy. Now, I, let me describe this guy to you. Uh, he's about a foot taller than me. Looks to be a good 15 years older, maybe even older. Um, but he's got a bandana on. He's got long hair pulled back in a ponytail, huge beard. Uh, he's wear, got a, a cutoff motorcycle jacket, tattoos, up and down his arms, wallet chain. This guy's a biker, okay? 
And I, you know, I mean, he's kind of, he's a bearded long hair guy. So, you know, we kind of have that thing going on. I'm just standing there waiting for somebody to, to say something. And he's talking to the ladies. He's all animated and stuff. He turns around. I was like, oh shit. When he sees me and I'm like, what is it? You, you look just like my friend. I, I, I'm, I don't know how to re- react. And I'm like, oh, and, and he's like, yeah, I, my friend Shad something or other. I, I don't know what he said, but yeah. Yeah, man. You know what I saw? Yeah. You, you, you startled me because, you know, you look just like him. You, know, you look exactly like him. Well, maybe not exactly because he's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was really a compliment. Oh, it was you going out in public and having weird experiences, uh, which happens all the time. At least this time, and the little old lady didn't ask me what aisle something was in because that happens all the time, too. So, Hugh, I'm going to ask this question. So, you you go to the Wegmans on James Street. Yes. And you, but you shop at the Price Chopper in North Syracuse, correct? No, no. Price Price Chopper on Erie Boulevard is right down the street from my house. Okay. My prescriptions are there. My okay. wife and my daughters are at Wegmans for some inexplicable reason. She just won't change it, okay. which is fine because the sushi at Wegmans is better anyway. Mm, and Joel's the not the there Wegmans. either, right, Hugh? I don't know about Joel. Fuck <laughs> Ruben, Ruben is definitely there. Ruben. <laughs> what about Wait, Tate? Is Tate there? <laughs> Tate. And cookies. Wait. I thought there was a Tate because he watches the show. There was a Tate, but there's no Tate the Snake. I miss Tate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what, do, uh, what do you think, guys? I'm going to drop yes. your nuggets. All right. <clears throat> The Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us. It penetrates us. Binds the galaxy together. Good night, everybody. And this is the way. This has been a GeekPod Network production. I gotta do the pause so I can edit in the theme music. I don't really um, care. I don't You're not have... supposed to tell us that. I can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs>